Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and I'm here with Johnny Anomaly. Uh, Johnny, give give a quick shout out real quick. Uh, tell, tell my tell the viewers and listeners uh, what you do on an everyday basis and also talk a little bit about your podcast as well and like the main topic of your podcast. Awesome, man. Well, first of all, I just want to say, man, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. And like you said, I am the host of the Creative Coping Podcast, where I speak to individuals. I interview individuals who have experienced trauma in one way or another and have used creativity as a way to express themselves creatively. And yeah, just kind of uh, going through my own experiences with trauma and you know, depression, anxiety, things like that throughout the years after uh, the loss of my son in 2012, I turned to spoken word poetry and I started doing that as a means to express myself in a way that, you know, I had to do something about this anger, this frustration, these questions that I had. And, you know, I turned to writing, which I've, I've always done. That's something that as a kid, I've always had my head in a notebook, man, um, from whether it was the divorce of my parents when I was a kid. And, you know, that's just kind of how I've always dealt with life in general, um, whether it's like even school as well, you know, anything like that. I've always had my head in a notebook, writing, you know, expressing my feelings in that way. And then when it came to experiencing a loss like that, it was it was one of the things that, you know, I wanted to uh, to be able to share with people and, you know, and throughout the years of doing that, seeing so many people take the stage and kind of give a backstory on what inspired a specific poem or a specific song that they had written. And I'm hearing that and realizing, wow, we are really a community that has a lot in common. And so I just wanted to kind of get their stories originally. And then it led to you know, doing this, doing the podcast for a little over a year now and hearing so many stories. And it's so insane to interview people from around the country and now around the world going into season four, um, interviewing guests from Australia and Switzerland. Yeah. So it's really incredible to hear these stories and realize like we have so much in common and most of it started with some kind of trauma in some kind of way, shape, or form. And that's just been incredible. And the real, the goal of it all is, like I encourage my listeners, is to speak up, stand out, and stay creative. Like, speak up about those things that you've been, hin- like, hiding or or, hin- or that's hindering you, you know, that's, that's maybe, like, has you feeling like some kind of way that you have to be silent about this. No, forget that. Like, break, break like, through whatever barrier you have to speak up, say what you need to, and stand out, be the anomaly. I always encourage my my guests to do that and stay creative. Keep keep creating, whether it's just for the sake of keeping you alive. Keep creating because there are so many people that go through different um, different things, and that and they kind of just give up on life, man. They give up on on themselves and everyone else around them. And you know, my guests are just encouraging other people to do the same, and that you know they can feel a little less alone in this crazy world that uh, we live in. Yeah, and, and, and you're making great points about, like, everyone experiences, like, that burden or that trauma that constantly just affects them day in and day out. And like you said, it's very important to speak up, and especially for the men to speak up as well, because as men in society, uh, I know we're always taught to hide our emotions and be, like, this tough guy. 
And if we're if anyone sees us sad or upset, we're viewed as weak or we're viewed as non-manly. So being so just adding to your point, like being able to speak up and tell people how you feel and express how you feel, whether that's by writing or by talking or by just doing whatever makes you happy. You're making a great point on that note. Now, I know we've also had a little bit of a conversation earlier, and we've also talked a little bit on, a little bit on Facebook Messenger. But can you just tell me a little bit, if you want to, about your own trauma that you experienced and how you're able to overcome uh, that trauma that you faced? Throughout all that trauma, man, all I can say is a lot of prayer, <laughs> a lot of uh, time alone with God, man. And, like... In 2012, now I mentioned earlier about, you know, my parents divorcing at a young age. I was maybe four or five. They had a very like abusive relationship when I was growing up. So I think the trauma started like, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, Um, but I've always had, I wasn't very open with people. I was very closed off. I never wanted to really talk to people about my feelings. You know, I was always the the loud one, the funny one, the one to, to be the life of the party, but yet. I never really showed too much of that other side of me, that that emotional, vulnerable side of me. And you mentioned earlier about men in general, where we where in society, you know, it's it's looked upon as weak to just be vulnerable. And there's a guy named Kelly Farley who has a, a website where he's helping men all over the world, and it's called Grieving Dads. And yeah, doing some incredible stuff there. And I was actually uh, in a conversation with him not long ago when he was talking about the same thing. Is like, with the trauma that we face, it's not ordinary, unfortunately, in our society where you see a, a man crying, you know, where you see a man show much emotion, you know, especially when, you know, like you said, we're, we're boys, you're taught to toughen up and, you know, hey, you know, rub a little dirt on that. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. We're going to, you're going to, don't just don't show much emotion you have to be strong and unfortunately that's kind of the uh the the mindset that so many people have and so i i did too really to be honest with you like you know um fast forward through the years of you know my parents divorcing my dad moving on you know i have a stepmom a great stepmom um my mom remarried a couple times um now is divorced but you know throughout all of that and here we are fast forward throughout all of that i'm 23 years old at the beginning of you know 2012 in february of 2012 and my wife is expected to have our son Caden any any day now and it just so happens that she was feeling kind of uh really sick you know and just felt like something wasn't right like he wasn't moving and this was february 20th i'll never forget it it was uh it was on a monday and yeah, it's one of those things, man, that just is etched in your mind. So I remember like being on a delivery. I was actually a delivery driver for this company and taking the truck and saying, hey, I called my boss and said, hey, I'm on my way to the hospital. I'm not even done with my deliveries. I'm just, you know, I need to go to the hospital. My wife's going. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went there, man. They hooked her up and everything to the monitors and couldn't find a heartbeat. So they get another machine. They check it again. No heartbeat. And then they deliver the news to us, you know, that our son Caden is, is stillborn, that he's, um, you know, he's not breathing. And so to look at that screen and not see a heartbeat, to see his heart, but to not see it moving, I mean, that was the first thing, you know, of like just trauma, you know, and you're right. 
you know, not, not seeing that and seeing the disappointment in your wife's face, she starts crying. And then, you know, I'm not going to go too much into detail, but, you know, here we are on a Monday, the 20th of February. The next day is Mardi Gras, Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. The whole town is like celebrating. There's a parade right down the road. And I mean, just you can almost hear it from the hospital, just this celebration going on. And yet here we are in a hospital. My wife's about to deliver our son on this day that just seems like it would be like the greatest day. I mean, it was a beautiful day. And, you know, the screaming, the the pushing, the smells, the sounds, the everything, the coldness, the being so cold in the hospital and the 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 like I said, just the smells, the sights, everything that just stuck with me throughout the past seven years, you know. And we get she gave birth to this baby, and although I'm just so proud. You know, I remember thinking that, like, when I was holding him. Like, I mean, he was 10 pounds. He was a heavy child. I had to sit down, you know, just to kind of, because my arms were shaking because he was just so, so heavy. And, uh, you know, going through that, man, and then, you know, without even much time to even think about it, um, I'm planning a funeral. Like, that night, I have a woman come in, and she's like, okay, we need to get this done. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to still process everything that just happened. Right. I felt like I had to do it. I'm like, okay, well, I have to suck it up. I have to be a man. This is what being a man is. And, you know, holding back the tears and everything, just okay. I got a man up. This is it. So doing that, planning all that, and, and just, you know, throughout the years, I mean, sometimes it feels like it just happened yesterday. It feels like it just happened last week. Um, you know, bearing a child, you know, I mean, we talk PTSD where, you know, that that's so often heard with, with soldiers and those who have you know, been to war, you know, but it's it's really any kind of traumatic experience. I mean, a car accident, seeing someone die in your arms or just seeing death in general or just, you know, seeing someone alive one second and go on the next is, is a traumatic, traumatic thing. And, um, you know, anyone who who has gone through that you know, hopefully by listening to the podcast, by listening to anything I really put out, whether it's spoken word poetry, I talk about it a lot in, uh, in my poetry and just, you know, things that are so taboo, the things you don't talk about. But that's that's the whole point of talking about these things is to make them a lot less taboo. Like, you know, I talked earlier about vulnerability. Like, I want my daughters, I don't want it to be uncommon for my daughters to see me cry. Like, like we watched the movie Wonder. You know, and it's the second time watching it. And I just remember bawling, like, oh my gosh, like, it's so, it's so sad, you know, but, but also, I mean, having a daughter with a port wine stain, so it makes her, my, for my oldest daughter, Nevea, she, uh, she has a port wine stain on her face. It's a, it's a red birthmark and it makes her stand out and she, and she owns it, right? Like she is like, encourages other kids and other people to just like, man, to just like her favorite author, Dr. Seuss says, like, why fit in when you were born to stand out? Like, that's, that's it, you know? And so yeah. proud of her. And just, that's, that's another way of creative coping for her, you know? And so we all have our different ways of, of dealing with life in general. Just some of us have darker stories than others, but really we're all just trying to make it out alive. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're yeah, you're right. Best the day to day to just make life a little bit more bearable. That's all we're really doing. Not that we're going to make it out, not that I meant that we're going to make it out alive, but that we're just making life a little bit more bearable. And so podcasting for me, writing for me, spoken word, that stuff gets me by, it gets me through whether 
I'm gonna be some big podcast host or what be some big spoken word artist. That doesn't mean it. Like I'm it's really not even the aim. You know, it used to be, but now it's it's really not. It's really just about helping the next person and uh, kind of pulling them up out of the, uh, the the pit that they they might be in and you know seeing that even locally like doing spoken word inspiring other people to want to pick up a mic and do the same thing like i go speak at schools and there are kids cutting themselves there are kids going through some things man like and because you look a certain way they wouldn't think that you can relate but yet you can and so can their classmates once they open up and allow themselves to become vulnerable then you realize you're not really alone in this you know if everyone's staying quiet about the same subject and no one's willing to say like, hey, I'm bruised, I'm battered and I'm broken underneath this facade, underneath this mask that I wear in front of everyone else, until we're willing to just take off the mask and say, hey, I'm really screwed up, you'd realize too, you'll make other people a little bit more comfortable to take off their mask as well and show who they are. So my goal throughout all of this, like um, I remember hearing a quote um, it was said It was said that uh, your greatest ministry will most likely come out of your greatest hurt. And really, I can say that like throughout the, the impact that I've seen my, my work have on people and then for them to turn around and do the same thing. And we're just helping more people. And that's what it's all about. Right. It's, it's creating a community and just realizing and strengthening that community by letting each other know that, hey, I got your back. We may not see eye to eye on everything, but when it comes down to it, I got your back and that's what I hope I'm creating with with the content that you know that I'm that I'm making you know I feel like my art is kind of like um is what you get when you mix PTSD and create creativity you know I just feel like that's what it is yeah and 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 you're making great points about again like this life journey and, and it leads to my next question perfectly like the way how you're how you talk about how you experience your trauma and the way how you are able to just push through is just truly inspiring. I just want to say that before I do my next, uh, before I say my next question, Thank you, I was going to say it's truly inspiring. And again, like just finding your niche, uh, you're, you're finding that thing that makes you happy. Um, for me, it's always been podcasting, talking about sports or just talking to people about sports in general. But like for some people it could be writing for some people, it could be writing for uh, creating music for some people. It could be just, uh, drawing art or, or making a painting but like 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 you said just finding that stuff that makes you happy every day and uh, and just inspiring people to achieve their best but this leads to my next question um obviously we all know like once you like experience a trauma and you go through that like mental block it's everyone needs to have that one person that one person that's there for you who has been like your biggest supporter during this whole journey and has helped you um, grow to the person that to the man that you have become man that's a heavy question I can think of a few man first of all I, I feel like I wouldn't even be alive if it weren't for God's grace man like there were times like I remember going through that loss and being alone which is really the worst thing you can be is alone after going through something like that and I remember having to bring that company truck back to work and my brother following me and I remember just screaming like this I don't think I've ever screamed that way ever again since that night of just this, this pent up, just, you know, cry. And, you know, I remember beating like the dashboard and just everything around me, like so frustrated. And, you know, a lot of, like I said, through a lot of prayer, like God, I don't know what you're doing, like, but you have to please come through 
for me you know what I mean but I think it's really just about um and even at the time man we had a lot of people whether it's like family or people in church have all just kind of turned their back and didn't know what to do with us didn't know what to say and so it's like like literally like God was the only one really who kind of stuck with us besides you know where where my faith was really tested you know and to those who may not be spiritual Christians whatever like to me like that like God was all I had during those moments of like not wanting to get up it's like God you got to give me strength like I I need I need you more than ever right now and he came through man in a big way and like all credit all praise goes to him because man there's no way on my by my own strength would be able to pull through any of that there's no possible way because I know myself and I'm very I cave under pressure I mean if if life just seems a little little rough I, I lose it and I just I get anxious man I get like you know but first of all God second of all my brother my brother Chase man stuck with me through it all I mean he was missing work he was missing he was going to college at the same time he was missing classes just to come and just sit not even to like talk me through it or try to he was literally just there to listen he sat in cars with me for hours on end of just like we'd make a road trip we'll make a trip to like the store or something and it might become this two-hour session of talking in the, the walmart parking lot in the car and him just letting me grieve and letting me cry and just letting me just and, and just sitting there and just taking it not offering me advice because he didn't have any advice he's my younger brother he didn't know what to say to me you know he was I think 17 or 18 at the time and he, he didn't know what to say but all he did was just sit with me and that was enough um second of all my, my wife who encouraged all of these endeavors who encouraged me to try spoken word encouraged me with a podcast like just give it a shot just try it and has always been my cheerleader like throughout the years you know and I I commend her for just her strength and her you know because there's so many times where she just wanted to throw in the towel man and I couldn't I couldn't have been the man that I needed to be if it wasn't for for God man like and and her too like that's man so just thinking about that like that's a heavy question because really I can only count on one hand you know about the people that were there you know because everyone seemed to have just turned their back and just left and everyone was dealing with their own emotions and now things are reconciled things are better um you know but during that time I mean it was and it's hard for people to hear that you know it's hard for my family to hear that hey you guys just up and left and stuff like that and it's hard for them to you know and I don't beat them up about it I really we really don't even address it what's done is done we move on and actually I really feel better about the way things happen the way me and my dad just toured each other apart during those times because we rebuilt what was rebuilt from that is a lot stronger and we're built on definitely a, a firmer foundation than what we were on when all of that happened, you know, when all of that happened. And so, but, you know, kind of uh, talking about going through all of that during that time, you know, um, yeah, that's, that's who was there for me, man. That's who was my uh, support system. And, you know, I, I wish there were more people there and that's what I want to be. And I want to be there there for people who I don't even know who are just maybe just going through something and just saying man I know I can reach out to Johnny and he'll be there to listen like he'll be there to talk to me and that's what happened with spoken word I remember it making such an impact on a friend of mine I put out some demos like just two demos 
And one night I got a call at like midnight, my friend's in tears. And he's like, man, like what you said in that poem is like, you know, it meant so much to me. And it felt like you took the words right out of my diary. And I thought, you know what? As, as reclusive as I am, as, as much as I hold on to these words and I don't want anybody to see, people need to hear this. They need to hear it. And I think right. people are ready to hear it. And that's why I think it just resonates so well with people because it's like, man, you're saying exactly what I always wanted to say, but just, I can't, you know, or I just don't know how to say it, you know, and encouraging them to also do the same, you know, and I know that's kind of veered off a little bit, but just thinking about that and you're right. encouraging your listeners as well. You know, if there's something you're going through, like, don't be afraid to, to say what you're going through because you have no idea who else is going through it and they're just not willing to talk about it just yet until they see someone with enough courage to say, okay, I can talk about this. I can address this issue because so-and-so did it. And, you know, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, Yeah. And, and I will say like, you made this very good point. Like the reason why I, I just think people are just so scared to get help. I, I forget what survey I, I learned in school, but there was like this huge survey um, where they asked so many people like, why don't you get help? And a lot of people either have a lot of, uh, have like too much like pride in themselves that like, again, like what we talked about in society, especially with men, like they're, they're viewed to be strong, um, tough, where they have this so much pride that they don't ask for help and they keep it inside. And that's probably one of the worst things to do is to keep that burden, keep that stuff inside of you and not facing it head on. Because eventually we all know like that can lead to a very down path but like what you have done is you have you're able to express it through literature express it through podcasting express it express that trauma express your feelings in other ways that have inspired other people and 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 you are the perfect example of what other people need to do people need to follow your lead people also need to follow other people's leads as well that have taken their traumas and have embraced it and I must say, and I must say again, like I'm just truly inspired listening to your story. Keep on going. Um, I I see I see a psychologist uh, once a week just because I like to get a firsthand mental experience, mental health experience with a psychologist. And she told me this very uh, special point. Like every day, and I'm and I'm a, I'm also gonna tell you this point as well. I don't know if you've already uh, learned this point, but she was like every day, wake up in the morning, and ask yourself. What are your goals for today? How do you feel? And how do you want to feel by the night by nighttime? And how are you going to get to that point? So every day I wake up, I set my I set small goals for myself. Get done a couple homework assignments. Do a couple podcasts tonight. Reach out, network to people. And then so I feel 10 times happier at nighttime. And I will say, ever since I've been doing that, I've been doing it for two weeks now. Straight. My mental health is growing. And I'm having a lot more confidence in myself. So that's just another side note I wanted to uh, address to you as well. That's incredible, man. I love it. I love hearing those stories and love love what you're doing with the podcast, man. You surprised me when you said you're only 20, man. Like, I'm listening to your stuff and I'm like, this guy knows a lot about sports and just like, man, you're very intellectual. And I'm just like, when you said you were 20, I'm like, wow, this kid's killing it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. I, I, I appreciate it, but... um. But, but yeah, on a side note, let's talk a little bit about some sports. Um, with, uh, we got we had a very deep conversation. Um, if you want, just like yeah, because if you want, just like five more minutes of like your time, we can talk a little bit about some sports. Um, what? Who is your favorite? Just out of curiosity, 
who is your favorite? Like, what's your favorite sport you follow? You're gonna laugh at me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not much of a sports guy. Yeah, of course. But if I'm, dude, I gotta go with the Saints, bro. Because uh, the Saints. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's fine. Man, I gotta. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta go with football, and I gotta go with the Saints, man. I got to. All right, now real quick, I'll just ask a couple questions about the Saints, and then we'll we'll wrap everything up. But um, how do you got? How do one? How do you feel about that blown call at the end? Why do you want to talk about that? Why you? (laughs) (laughs) How do you want to talk about that? You talk about trauma, dude. That's trauma. That's that's (laughs) yeah. You're right. (laughs) Um. Oh man, that is horrible. Especially knowing, like, seeing the refs looking that way. Yeah. Oh man, that's hard. I, I I work with guys. I work with two other guys who are who are big on football. And and the thing is, it's so funny because I'm, this is a side note. Like, okay, for those who don't know me, like I'm I'm kind of like a heavy set dude. And like I'm, it, it's crazy because like I went to the doctor about a year ago, and he's like, "You man, you're built like a football player. The problem mm-hmm. is you're a lot shorter than one." I'm like, "Come on, man." Come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm 5'9", right? So I'm not like that short, but it's like, of course, it's one of those things that's funny because like, um, people always ask me like, dude, what do you watch football? I'm like, no, man, I really, I really don't. Not, not often. They're like, oh man, crap. I would have thought, you know, you would have played or something. (laughs) Oh no, man. Um, very artsy type of guy, but, uh, of course, no, man. But, um, yeah, that, that blown call, that's, oh man, (laughs) You think it's rigged in some kind of way? Come on, like uh, I'm I, I, I'm not gonna lie. At some points, I definitely question it. But um, have you ever been? Just out of curiosity, have you ever been to the Superdome? Have you ever watched a game? I have not, and I hear it is one heck of an experience. Um, my brother-in-law goes all the time. Uh, I have a coworker who has season tickets, and uh, like I was talking about the guys who who I work with, they were like devastated. Like they came to work the next day, just nauseated and just sick. Because one of the guys was there. He had season mm-hmm. tickets and he was there when it happened. And he was just so disgusted. Like it's like, oh my goodness. So no, I have I've never been there. I know it's so disappointing in a way, it feels like, because the Superdome is like the Superdome, you know? You're right. And I have not been there. I know so many people probably dropped off listening to this. So like, you know what? I liked him better when he was talking about the trauma. I don't know if I Nah, him. nah. No, it's not. No, I was I was just curious because no. Now, like, like, like Louisiana, it's a football town, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Like, my neighbors go nuts. Like, we're in, like, the where I live, like, I have neighbors on each side of me that when the games are happening, like, they're, they're barbecuing, like, there's, like, <laughs> pool parties, there's, like, the house is bumping, like, there's music, and here we are in between both neighbors, just, like, quiet, like, you know, just, like, of course, not even phased, but it, it's... Like with that call though, I mean, whether you watch a lot or anything, it's like, oh man, that sucks. Like that, <laughs> that is not cool. But, all right, but all right, before we wrap this up again, I have just two things. One, you can also talk a little bit about your podcast again, just like your main topics. Ooh. And and I have all my guests on my show give a, they give their best swoop impersonation. <laughs> so so give me a swoop, and then also uh, shout out your podcast, and then we'll wrap this up. Swoop! Is that good? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Now I'm excited. The Creative Coping Podcast is the podcast that I host, and it is available on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, 
listen to it everywhere. It's, it's available everywhere. Um, definitely be sure to check it out. Hopefully there are stories there that will impact you, that will challenge you in ways that will ultimately, hopefully leave you with uh, a lot more questions answered than what you had going into, into the podcast. And I encourage anybody, like if they even want to come on the show, if they have a story they want to share, I would love to have you on the show. Like I, I do not discriminate have a story I want to hear it and I would love to give you some kind of platform to be able to share that story with an audience and you know yeah just want to put that out there yeah of course and and again if you ever want me to come on as well I have I can tell you definitely some, some yeah. stuff I've been through in my childhood but um again thank you again uh Johnny for coming out I appreciate this you gave great content um I will send you the link of everything um, if you want, you can send me uh, the link of your podcast, and then I'll just copy it all in the, in the show bio. But it, it, the podcast will be out tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning. So, But again, thank you again for coming out, and I appreciate all the time you had um, tonight on Swoop Radio. Thank you so much, Josh. I appreciate it, man. All right. Stay safe down there in Louisiana. Will do, sir. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too.